What's up, everyone? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the New Age Outdoor Podcast. Before we get into today's episode, I want to give a huge shout-out to Big Sue Screen Printing and Embroidery for supporting us and our adventures into the outdoors as we break into the outdoor industry. They are currently designing merch that we can bring to you guys, so go check them out on Facebook for all your custom apparel needs. We also want to give a huge thank you to Skunk River Recon and Mark Johnson for keeping us supplied with the best custom fishing rods money can buy. At Skunk River Recon, they can build any rod you can imagine. Whether it's a fly rod, bass rod, ice rod, or even a saltwater rod, it can be built. For more information or if you want to get your very own 100% customized fishing rod, get a hold of Mark on the Skunk River Recon Facebook page. How's it going? Welcome back to another episode. Uh, we got a pretty big episode today. We got a, one of our good friends here is going to talk a little bit about his hunting experiences and kind of where he's at with everything. But I'll let Dom introduce him because Dom kind of introduced me. And I guess we met at Shields, but Dom really kind of introduced us. And so we'll let him take over. Yep. So today we have my good buddy, Jeremiah Armstrong on. And we wanted to have him on just because he's so knowledgeable in not only turkey hunting, which we're about to get into here in the next month or two, um, but the outdoors in general. So um, he's had a big factor as far as getting me into the outdoors, um, along with many other people. So uh, I just feel like he'd be a really, really knowledgeable guy. And he knows a lot about the sport of turkey hunting or the passion of turkey hunting, I guess. So I guess, Maya, starting off, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, maybe kind of how you got into the outdoors? Sure. Um, like as Dom was saying, me and Dom been buddies for a while. Um, tried influencing him to get into hunting a little bit sooner than what he did, but you know, yeah. just kind of how everything went. But, uh, um, like Mike was saying, I do work at Shields. I kind of met him through there and through Dom. Um, turkey hunting started for me, shoot, five, six years old. I remember the first time I went out, uh, I was sat in a blind. I remember getting there and it was just like that one thing that clicked to me is I'm in the blind calling those turkeys and seeing them on the, the hit, top of the hill strutting, coming in. I don't know what it was. But it's like I've grown up deer hunting, but that first time turkey hunting and that just that click, it felt like the switch turned on there. And that's just what grabbed me. And ever since then, that's just been my passion. Granted, I do enjoy other hunting, but turkey hunting has just kind of been what's grabbed me. And I like to spread that joy as I have through Dom and through all my other buddies and hope to spread it to more through shoot, shoot through the podcast, through all the videos Dom puts out and Mike does ready to get out there and continue growing it. But I think we're all just kind of itching for the first day of Turkey season. And yep. it's kind of just that itch of that new content forever, like for me and Dom, and then just that getting back into something we all kind of love. And it's cause that first day, it's like that first day jitters is always, so it takes forever to get here. But once it gets here, that season just flies by. So you talked about, you kind of talked, got into turkey hunting. Um, so what other hunting do you have experience with? Like, what else do you hunt? Do a lot of deer, uh, recently get into waterfowl, like with you guys, um, getting ready to chase some snows here pretty quick. Yeah. Um, 
outside of that, I man, I enjoyed, you know, some upland game, you know, if I can get out and kill a few pheasants here or there, that's pretty cool, but mainly the gist of shooting turkeys here and waterfowl is kind of where it's at for me right now, but. That's awesome, yeah, I mean, we all kind of do, kind of where we're at in Iowa, we have that that blessing too we have so much variety in the game we can chase and you know we're busy pretty much pretty much year round there's really not an off season for us between the hunting and fishing so that's kind of that's that's an area we're definitely blessed in yeah we have the opportunities for like you said just so many different species of animals to hunt and i would say deer is definitely the the main target for us iowans and the the thing that everybody hears about is you know big deer in iowa but we, a lot of people don't realize is like, you know, we have the ability and the capabilities to go out and have an opportunity at not only um, deer, but, you know, waterfowl, upland. Um, there's some good fishing in different spots of the state. And uh, I just think we're just, like you said, we're blessed to have the opportunity to chase all these different um, types of animals and definitely an awesome experience just to be able to live here and experience it with good buddies. So, Rick, I mean, other than the deer hunting, you look at like turkey population versus like how easy it like there's a lot of states that have really high turkey population that anybody can get a tag in but i was one of those states where we have a high population of really like and of really good turkey ground but it's a harder state to get a tag and it is a draw system for non-residents so it just the people that are in iowa it preserves that quality hunting and it makes it a lot better um so kind of we'll st- stick to the same lines but like what is your favorite animal to hunt i think i know the answer but why don't you kind of go in detail on for us turkey is definitely you know by far been one of my most favorite um especially like i said talking off that just that flip of a switch um and there's just been a a passion a pursuit to chase that bird and i've just done a a ton of learning a ton of research on that bird to spin up you know myself on that knowledge and there's just nothing like a cool crisp spring morning you know, whether you're out in the hills, on the river bottom, wherever it may be, and you hear that first spring gobble, it's just... It sends nothing, chills up your spine. Yeah, there's nothing Definitely. like it to me, to me anyways, nothing like it, getting out there, hearing that first gobble of the spring, and then the chase is on, going after that bird. That's yeah. just by far my most favorite, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I think for me too, it's just... Um, it's kind of up in the air still. I think I'm so new into all of this. It's hard for me to really say which one is definitely my favorite. Um, it's definitely between waterfowl and turkey, but See, turkey. Like, I'm on the complete opposite scale, you guys. Like, I'm 100%. Like, I'm a big game. Don't get me wrong. I love waterfowl and I love turkey, but I'm a I'm a big game guy. I love deer. And, you know, this year going to be chasing muleys in Nebraska. It's going to be, yeah. You guys get to see kind of both points of view on everything. Yeah, I think just the reason that turkey hunting and waterfowl are so prominent for me and kind of what I favor just because of that, the personal interaction, especially with turkeys, um, it's more of an individualized thing where, you know, you have an interaction with you and a bird. It's not you and deer running through the woods or in the rut, which obviously, you know, is, you know, my, you love that. And yep. anybody that experiences that, you know, why it's so, so awesome to be in that moment, but. Um, with a turkey, it's like you're sitting in the in the woods, that first gobble, like you said, you hear that first gobble and it's like, okay, the chase is on. What can I do to trick this this smart bird into um, giving it up for me and making a mistake to where you can have a shot at it? 
So turkey hunting is your favorite thing to do. Um, so what is your favorite way to hunt turkeys? Is it with a bow or is it with a shotgun? And kind of go into why, why you would favoritize one over the other. Definitely shotgun. I mean, I've tried with the bow. Um, it's just, I don't know, bow, it is a lot tougher. And obviously you get it, you know, it, I guess it seems a little more rewarding when you do get one with a bow. Cause it's like, you got the whole motion of drawing your bow, trying to outsmart that bird's eyesight. But I know there's just something about sitting behind the beat of that gun, having that bird come strutting down the road or running into your decoys. Just that's, that does it for me. I will by far, you know, granted I've, I've attempted multiple times with the bow and it just hasn't worked out like I've wanted it to, but just with that gun, there's just nothing better to me and be able to sit down by a tree, throw the decoys out, call them birds right in or however you hunt them by far yeah. my favorite that's why I like you know it's just I, I've been more successful that way I've seen a lot of others successful that way not, granted not saying you can't get one with a bow but I've just seen a lot of good memories getting them with a gun and that, that's just by far is what took me my most favorite getting them with that old 12 gauge <laughs> oh yeah yeah so last year like me and you and we went out it was definitely good for me because I had never been in and the experience for bow hunting turkeys and it was nice because you can get out so much earlier than most people can yep. just because usually those bow season like we went out to nebraska for years and the bow season was open what two three weeks earlier than, than we could even yep. go in iowa we have yep. three days and one month till nebraska bow opener for turkeys yeah so it was fun just to Not get out counting there. or anything <laughs> yeah it, it was just fun to get out there and just experience something new as far as a different way to hunt turkeys this last year would have been in my second year of turkey hunting and being that second year and being able to go out with the bow or with somebody that is hunting with a bow and film it and seeing it from a that perspective where I'm not the one actually you know doing the hunting it was cool to see kind of how you go about it um just because you have so much more knowledge and like the bow side of things for deer and you can apply that knowledge to turkey hunting. And we were definitely, you know, it was it was a rough go. We had we were on birds, but just a couple instances where it's it's tough with a yep. boat is because especially, you know, we weren't sitting in a blind for yep. the 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 uh the two chances we actually had on um right. birds. So um like what were some of the your like what were some of the challenges that you think were um kind of up there and as far as why it was so tough for bow hunting turkeys last year when we went out blind's a big thing just because their eyesight's so good you know i i like to sit on the ground i like to sit next to a tree you know so that whole drawing motion it's hard to get past some birds half the time and turkey is they're just they're tough and with a bow you know unless you either hit them through the you know the head or you hit them directly perfectly you need to through the body you either breast them or you you miss them and you right. don't get a second shot on them and it's like with shotgun, it's boom <laughs> and then they're done you know so it's like yeah granted you know bow is a lot more challenging and in a sense a little more rewarding because there's a little bit more effort to it you got to put in a little extra more work for it um you know so those are some of those challenges you know i know a lot of new hunters that want to try killing turkeys with a bow and I ask them, you know, if they've ever gone, oh, no, this is my first time. Well, it's like, oh, well, good luck. <laughs> like, right. Granted, most of them are going to sit in a blind, but. And that's kind of cool, uh, especially with your job. You get to, like, see so many different uh, 
just different variations of the way people hunt and, you know, the equipment they use, you get to talk to them about it and hear their experiences and, you know, set them up, you know, if it is their first hunt. I know like when I was working at Shields, that was one of my favorite things was when somebody was coming in to get into fishing or get into hunting and you got, you were that person to um, set them up and get them the gear that they need to be successful. Like even just going back into my own hunts, then it just makes me a lot more like, appreciative of being successful because you see a lot of people that'll come and go that won't be, you see a lot more people that aren't successful because you're seeing, you know, how many different hunters and fishermen every day. So it makes you, I feel like in my opinion, like when I was working there and it just made me a little more appreciative of being able to do what we do. Why is it that you enjoy, like, I think you kind of already went into it, but what is that factor that really makes you favor like running gunning over bow hunting? Just the, the pursuit of the bird, I don't know, like, it's just the adrenaline you get out of it. You know, with a bow, you do a lot more sitting, you know, grand, like I said, everybody sits in a blind, you know, I don't know, for me, the chase of that bird, the, the challenge of trying to get around in front of them or pull them off hens or over a ridge or out from a, a valley, just running and gunning them and actually pursuing that bird versus just waiting for them. That's just what gets, gets me going is you know running through gunning through those woods hitting a call here here there you hit the top of a ridge and you hit a call and boom bird gobbles in the bottom it's like yeah that's so much more I, to me exciting than hey i'm gonna put a blind up here granted you can have success this way but putting a blind up somewhere in a pasture or something and just sitting there and waiting till you know nine ten o'clock till they decide to come out and feed or strut in that pasture I mean, some people may, yeah, they get enjoyment out of that, sure, but just the pursuit of the bird to me is a lot more exciting than patiently waiting for, <laughs> yeah. patiently waiting for them just to show up, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think you can, even with, if you're hunting with a, a shotgun or a bow and still doing that running gun style is, I think you get to immerse yourself more in the woods, you know, in the spring, everything's so lively and the spring is kind of when everything comes to life, you can immerse yourself in everything and it's like the turkeys for instance it's like that's their mating season when they're trying to find hens and stuff so they can keep producing birds and when they're in that stage it's like you get to be the one that's um, there firsthand calling to these birds and interacting with them like you said so I think just with running gunning you can follow birds and immerse yourself in so much more of the woods too is like you're not limited to one area where you may not get the full experience out of what turkey hunting really is and, you know, I'm not saying this to, to bash people that sit in a blind, but I'm just saying it as in, I think everyone should experience everything just because um, when you do running gun, like you, like I said, you have that experience to go out and pursue different types of habitats and um, just parts of the land that you may not, if you were sitting in a blind. So when you get so many different scenarios too, like, you know, instead of hunting the grassy ridge top, you're hunting the wooded bottom. And all those scenarios and those chances that you get to hunt birds and set it up on a bird, um, you it just it broadens your knowledge too. And it goes back and it plays into deer hunting. And, you know, if you're trapping or whatever you're hunting or fishing, it just like the more you're out and about, I will say that the running gun, it gets you prepared for other seasons too. You know, yeah. you learn the terrain better. You, you know, you, we found a shed last year on some public ground, which was really cool during turkey season. You get to, it just, it prepares you for the long coming year of, because most of us hunt on the same properties as we deer and turkey on. So it just prepares you for 
deer hunting, in my opinion, too. So yeah. I will play it to say that running gun is. It's definitely something that you need to have in your arsenal. I don't know how many times I've run and gun and then, oh, hey, there's a new spot I can go deer hunting and then hunt that deer in the fall and then like, hey, you know, I've never seen this spot before until right. yeah, it's, now. It's almost, and, yeah. A lot of my target bucks this year, we we found their areas from run and gun turkey hunting last year. And yeah. I had a lot of really good target bucks and a couple of good spots to sit now that I wouldn't have if we just sat in a blind. Yeah, it's nice because in the, in the spring when you're out turkey hunting, is it's, it's almost like another scouting trip as far as you know, you're scouting for deer when you're out turkey hunting, you know, and especially on these spots that you're hunting both at the, at the same location, it's like, okay, you go out turkey hunting and you see a good deer trail or you see a, a large population of deer while you're turkey hunting. You can make that mental note and go back and check it out, set cameras for the following fall for deer season. So um, I think that's a really cool factor as far as going out into the spring and turkey hunting too, is just the ability to do um, much more than just what you're doing in that moment is I think it's really cool um, so what is like your favorite type of ground slash habitat to hunt would you rather be in like hilly ground or would you rather be in like flat river bottom ground I know it's kind of limited where we're at but I know we've we've talked about like taking trips somewhere else like so kind of give us what your favorite type of ground is to hunt I guess there for a while all I had to hunt was some river bottom ground so it was like you know I'm granted obviously that was my spot to go yeah um then i was able to branch out a little bit and you know, i did love hunting in the hills uh kind of it's kind of shifted i really liked running those river bottom flats and all the cottonwoods along the river calling birds across your river is another thing like that i'm pretty sure you've been with me once or twice calling some birds across the river but where you hit like we obviously we were up close pretty close to south dakota and a lot of the birds that on one property i hunt they roost on the other side and they'll either pitch down on my side or they'll pitch down south dakota and you got to work them over yeah and obviously that's super exciting thing just uh like the first time i ever shot i pulled five of them from the south dakota side and they all flew across the river and landed on my side in front of me at 30 yards and i posted them with field 20 gauge yeah it's like after that you know it's like so that was a super cool experience being able to call not only one but five long beards across the river they're not you know they're not the easiest thing to get you know they're smart they can see um so that was you know a big thing i really enjoyed but then you know getting to hunt up in the hills it's just completely a different just seems like a different experience and you get up there and it's like you got a little bit tougher terrain to get through you get different situations where you may be trying to follow a bird down a hillside and also they catch you off guard and they're coming up the hill as you're trying to work down. Now you got to just find yeah. a random tree to sit by. Yeah. Um, it just seems like, I don't know, this might sound a little weird, but they're, they have, it's just their gobble seems a little more thunderous in the hills and it just gets my adrenaline going a lot more up in the hills. It just seems it's, it's more of a unique experience hunting the hills. That's for me. I love, enjoy hunting the hills. That'd be my top. I mean, I agree. I'll hunt turkeys anywhere, but up in the hills for sure. Up in those oaks is really what I enjoy a lot. Yeah. The echo of your call, the echo of that bird. Ah, that's just my, that's what I enjoy up in the hills. So if we were to give you somebody who has never hunted turkeys and they're, yep. this is going to be their first spring doing it, you know, or, or a month out from, from season, give us like a list of, you know, some preseason things they can do or just your best tips for somebody who's going into turkey hunting who may not have that knowledge? If they got, you know, if it's public, especially do a lot of scouting, 
you know, public ground, they see a lot of people. They hear every call in the woods. Um, one thing I found, you know, I've killed, I killed my biggest bird on, on a public ground that's near us. And during the late season, I mean, the last two weeks of our turkey season. So that place, you know, got hunted all three seasons and now we're on the fourth season. Overcalling is a big thing. You don't want to overcall. Um, what I found that helped me the most was I'd call once every five to 10 minutes at this time because one there was a hen with him and two he was only responding to a certain call and it was just five little yelps and that was it and then he'd gobble and come in and so I was, when I shot that bird I mean he had inch and a half spurs I mean he was a super old bird he knew what was going on um definitely on those public grounds don't I overcalling is a big thing um some pre-prep yeah roosting the birds on public ground you'll definitely want to do a lot of scouting like I said, you're going to have to get deeper into those public grounds. They're not, you know, versus private, you know, if you have a private spot, they're not hunted very much. They kind of roost wherever because there's no pressure Yeah. on them. Public grounds, they're going to be in there deeper where nobody's going to be at. They're going to be a little bit tougher to get to. You're definitely going to need to put in some more legwork, do some more scouting, walk a few more miles to find them. And uh, that's a big thing, you know, a nice list of things to get. Um if you're going with a buddy, I mean, if you have a shotgun, cool. If not, I mean, that's something you're going to obviously, obviously you're going to need a gun or a bow. Um, I'd start out with like a box call or slate call. You don't have to go right into a diaphragm. Diaphragm yeah. is by far the hardest, you know, to maneuver to work. So tell us a little bit about some of your hunts that you had last year. Um, you know, if you want to talk about your Nebraska experience, um, other a bird here, and then we'll go into your, like your all time favorite turkey hunt. Uh, I did try Nebraska last year. Um, terrain is, you know, granted, I only hunted, you know, about an hour into Nebraska off the border, so I didn't get out there in the plains, but terrain is definitely, the birds were a lot different than here, even though, granted, it was only an hour drive out there, but it seemed like they were less responsive early season and more responsive in late season versus here. Most of the time you hunt that first, second, third season, they're pretty responsive in the fourth season, unless you get on a hot bird, they're a little bit tougher to, to work in. A um, lot, lot more open ground out there. I mean, there is some sections of timber if you can get on them, but there's it's definitely a lot of rolling hills, a lot of cedars out there. Um, so it's harder to find a good roost if, if you're not in the timber. Um, so basically you're basically finding a spot that they're just kind of passing through. Um, I know I got on one place there, basically it was just a, a pass through where the turkeys would just walk through about eight o'clock in the morning. They're not hanging out and they're gone. So it's like, unless you were actually sitting in a blind waiting at that spot at eight o'clock, you're not, you know, you weren't going to get anything, but one property I had is, you know, a lot of rolling hills some sections of timber here or there and there was turkeys there but it's like that so they did not want to respond to any kind of calls until end of may is when i finally was able to get some birds to respond and come in and i was able to you know double up then but i just the experience out there was a lot different you know with that being so open there wasn't as much cover to hide behind um there was birds but i had a problem i'd run into they were hend up a lot even into late season there was a lot of hens um, so I kind of held up the gobblers pretty good, but I ended up being able to get it done, but it's just a lot, a different experience out there. I don't, that's the best I can explain it. You know, here 
there's so many birds and they're all so concentrated in all the timber that if you just be walking a valley, hit a call, boom, you got a bird gobble. First out yeah. here, it's so open, you got to find them. So that, you know, that's a big challenge out there is just finding that section of timber that you can get on where the birds are at. But yeah. What's like a, like a dream hunt you have as far as like, what's like the next step you're going to take, like maybe taking a trip somewhere else besides Nebraska or Iowa. What's like your next, what's your next state you'd like to go hunt? I'd love to go out in the Black Hills, hunt the hills out there and shoot a hunt for Merriam's. Oh yeah. Yeah. Out in South Dakota, that'd be awesome. That or even going down to like Texas or Oklahoma and shooting some Rio Grande. That'd be awesome to go down there and do that. But definitely next one on top of my list would be hunting the Black Hills. It's just all them tall cedars and pines out there. Hunting, you know, it's a lot tougher terrain out there, but once you get on the bird out there, it seems like they're pretty fired up. But I'd love to go out in the Black Hills and shoot a long beard Merriam. It'd be awesome. Yeah, I think it'd be really rewarding just to go into these yep. different parts of the country and hunt these birds where they act different just like you mentioned you know these Iowa birds that we're hunting were different than the Nebraska birds that we went out and hunted and just think of the difference from here to the Black Hills or here to somewhere down like like down in Florida for uh, Osceola's Um, so like do you ever see yourself doing like a 49 states challenge or the like the single season grand slam or do you ever see yourself being able to do anything like that? You know, if, number, if money was no object and I had the time to do that, 100%, I'd love to kill bird and whatever, you know, in every state that they, you know, that there's turkeys, I would love to go out and do that. And then another cool thing would be to go shoot like an oscillated turkey down and, you know, they got them down, down in Mexico. Mexico. Yep. Yeah, they're a real pretty colored bird. Though They're really tough to hunt, but I'd love to go down there. That'd be the ultimate slam right there, shooting all the subspecies here and then that bird down there, that'd be awesome. That'd be definitely something we should look at next year because I know I have like 40 acres in Arkansas that we can go hunt. And, you know, yeah. you're looking into like Arkansas hunting too. You start looking at these out-of-state hunts. You guys plan them out. There's so many states where you can get tags. Like Arkansas, for instance, they do. It's like 350 bucks, and I think you can get six tags, and then you can throw a max of three deer, and then you, or you could do six turkey, three deer, or like three deer, three turkey, or six turkey, whatever you want. So, like, if you're wanting out-of-state hunting, it is, it's super easy to get into. Yeah. That's the um, nice thing about Nebraska is it's, you can shoot three turkeys and it's literally an over-the-counter, buy your tag, habitat stamp, that's it. So, I mean, 130 bucks, you're hunting, or, yeah, 130, 150 bucks, you're hunting Nebraska and you can shoot three birds out there and your tags overlap. So, if you don't fill under in both season, you just go right back out with a shotgun and you can go get a bird that way. Wait, so that 130 was for three tags? No, no, that's per permit. So okay. I mean, 130, you get your tag and then your habitat stamp, and you obviously you fill one bird per permit. But okay, yeah. That permit, you know, if you don't shoot, like I said, you don't shoot one during bow season, it just ties right over in a shot. It's just one big tag. You can shoot bow or shotgun with that permit. Yeah. But what, that's what drove me to go. It's like, well, shoot, I'll go try for a bow with the first three weeks of the season. If I don't get one, then I'm yeah, gonna, might as well. I'll the shotgun and I know yeah. I'll get one then. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think um, it was interesting to learn about South Dakota too. And I was with you the other day. We were talking to one of your, yep. your buddies from work. I didn't never thought that South Dakota was that hard to, yep. and that just kind of frustrating to get a turkey tag. Like, um, what was he saying about the tag? Like, what were the requirements on it? So it goes by county. 
um, unless you want to hunt archery. If you hunt archery, you can get an archery tag over the counter, but if you're wanting to go shotgun, it is a draw system and you're not guaranteed one every year. It's more like an every other year thing. So, you know, unless you decide to branch out between counties, they only give out a certain amount of tag per county in South Dakota is what I was aware of. So it's like most of the counties, you know, like there's a, I think it's Union County that's just right across the river from, from where we're at. And they don't do a whole lot of turkey tags there. So unless you got, you know, a connection in there and you got enough points to get one, you're basically either go with a bow and you can hunt. I, if I remember right, and I don't want to quote myself on this, I think bow is statewide and you can just go wherever in South Dakota, but shotgun is by county and it's a draw system. You can't just buy it over yeah. the counter. Yeah. I wonder if that's just like more like the conservation end or they just don't yeah. want you know, a bunch of outside people. I think that's 100% on the conservation and, you know, just trying to keep their numbers up, you know, because of the success rate on bow hunting versus shotgun hunting on turkeys is a low, a considerably lower percentage. I think when states give those over, it's the same way with like elk hunting. It's so easy to get an over-the-counter elk tag in so many states, but I don't think there's any really states you can get a good season tag over-the-counter for rifle. It's all conservation. You know, that's what the states have to do to preserve these animals and preserve the quantities that they have. Especially in some of the areas we're at too, there's not, unless you've got a spot where you know there's birds, South Dakota on this side of the state is so open. You know, there's not much timber around, like I said, unless, you know, you find a nice spot along the big Sioux in Missouri that's got a decent patch of timber. There's just not the numbers around this side of the state that I've seen versus going out, you know, towards the western part of South Dakota and get out in the Black Hills out there. There's a lot of birds out there. But Yeah. Yeah, I think going to South Dakota eventually would definitely be cool, like out in the Black Hills, just because, like, just like we've mentioned, but like just the terrain is just so much different in different spots. And I think it's good to challenge yourself as a turkey hunter and an outdoorsman in general, just to, just to have other tools that you can build off of. Like, say we go out to South Dakota in the next couple of years, you know, we learn something, we learn some things in the, the Black Hills that we can use back here as far as, you know, how to interact with these birds and um, just some different tactics to use. So. Just change up your presentation, something they're not used to seeing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think kind of like one of my f- favorite places that like that I'd favor going and I've kind of thought about it and I've seen videos is like going to like Hawaii and shooting a turkey. Um, before I looked into it, I was like, I never thought there was turkeys in Hawaii. Right. I knew 49 states had had them, but um, it was just kind of like uh, I looked at it and I was like, there's no way there's turkeys. But I guess they just inter- introduced them there. And um, I think a lot of stuff out there is kind of like a guided thing. I don't know yeah. as far as like how much public land there is, but yeah. So it'd be nice to eventually like just branch out from, from the Midwest and go to some of these Southern States, go to some, some Western States, um, go out to the East coast, just some different things. Eventually would be nice to uh, just expand our horizons. So. I think that's the Southeast part of the con- country is like where you're going to get into like some super different terrain and your super, just different ways of hunting turkeys. And that's where I'm excited to go. Yeah. I've seen branching off the Hawaii thing. I've seen an actual, I watched a hunt out there and it was a guided deal. Um, literally they go out and it was just this big open grass pasture. And there was one tree in the middle of the whole pasture that was just filled with like 50 turkeys. And they literally just, all right, go sit down out here. And we just wait for them to come off the roost. Yeah. And they come in, boom, and they shoot them. There's one tree in the middle of this just wide, vast open land. And that's where they're roosting. So like that's, 
obviously I've never been out there and I can't say that's been my experience, but just from a, a, a hunt I saw that was how they did it. It was just one tree out in the middle of this open land and there was the turkeys and they yeah. kind of just set up on them and broke one in and boom, got him. So there's few turkeys out there. I don't know the exact number, but I know there's, they do hunt them out there, but. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you is like, I've heard a lot of stuff recently and as turkey season's coming around is the fact of like reaping a bird versus going out and hunting them in the, the deep woods or the deep timber. And there's a lot of kind of controversy over it. Um, so like, what's your thoughts on like the reaping and stuff like that? I know you've done it. We've done it before. Yep. We, I mean, you can, you can get them either way. I, I've done it. We're literally just calling a gun and no decoys and call them in and kill one. And then decoys out and sitting in a brush pile and they come in and shoot them or literally reap them. You can get them any way. Um, I've had great success as you both have seen, um, reaping them. Clearly, I, I think I started reaping them. I seen a video on it once and I was like, I should give that a try. So I built me a reaper and I want to say it was, yeah, five, four or five years ago. And literally ever since I have started reaping turkey tagged out every year, I have not gone a season without tagging out. So it's like reaping them. I've had great success. You know, it's been kind of my little honey i don't know my little money maker i guess you could call it that if i don't get one trying to sit and call them in i know for a fact i can go out with a reaper and bring one in um yeah i've heard some controversy you know oh that's cheating or oh you know that's not fair to the bird but it's like you're literally all you're just using a decoy and you're just making it a little more lifelike you're just crawling out there with it and moving it versus you know it wouldn't be it's just no different than sitting in a arkansas flooded timber and you're you got strings on decoys and you're pulling them to shake the decoys make it look like they're moving the pole birds down yeah. I, I guess i don't see it any different than that then all you're doing is just using your hand to move the decoy you know yeah that's how i see it and i you know, i know a lot of people around this area that do reap them and they have just as good luck as i do yeah so i don't i think it you know i'm i'll continue to do it if i if need be and i think it's fun too you get your adrenaline going i mean what's better than crawling out in the open field and having freaking four times come just on a beat dead run to you wanting to beat you up and you pop up and you get one <laughs> shoot them at three steps in front of you like that that's, yeah I, that's by far i mean that's fun to me i yeah. don't see who it wouldn't be too but yeah i, I kind of have my lot. yeah i kind of have my first taste of that last year when we were out for your first bird in iowa um yeah. and just seeing that tom just you know running up the hill towards us yeah and i was like oh he's coming and uh just watching that bird on the film and just in person it was just so cool to watch how they interact with just that fan being up um it's so cool to watch and i think like would i necessarily say someone should start out doing that probably not because i do think there comes a time and a place for when you should you know get out in the woods whether you're using a decoy or not and kind of immerse yourself in having those uh those woodsmen, the woodsmanship skills and knowing how to kind of work the terrain to your advantage to where you're going to hopefully fool the bird. I think there's definitely a time and a place for it, but I think as long as you know kind of the base fact of why you're doing it, it doesn't matter how you do it. As long as you find enjoyment in it and you still appreciate the bird no matter what at the end of the day, I think that's what's most important. So Maya, what are your, I know we turkey season is really close. So what, what are your, some of your plans for this year? What do you got? What do you got planned for yourself? Definitely gonna definitely going to Nebraska again this year. I think I'm gonna try 
all three birds out there. We'll see how the season goes, but I'm definitely for sure going to try to get one with a bow this year. I know me and Mike talked about maybe trying to get out and hunt some yeah. ground out in Nebraska. Um, I'm definitely excited to get out there and do that. Um, obviously, I'm going to hunt Iowa. I'm for sure going to try to get both birds here. Um, and I know there's a couple, I got a couple buddies at work that are wanting to get out, and I think I may try to get them out on their first birds, and we'll see how we can work with that. But those are my, you know, as of right now, some plans, unless something sparks up, maybe go out of state somewhere else. But for right now, Nebraska and Iowa is definitely where I'm going. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. See, I think I'd like to see you. I'd like to see us get out to South Dakota this year. I mean, we have a lot of potential, um, especially at least we're up where like I live. We have a lot of potential on a lot of ground in South Dakota. So that's one of those things, you know, all three of us have bows. You tags aren't too bad on that. And I think it'd be a fun hunt. Yeah. I think even if just one of us is hunting and we can come with and whether I'm filming or someone help else is call, filming, help, help call. Right. You know, yep. you know, I think yeah. that three man is it's it's a little bit harder to hide three guys, but that's ideal. You know, you have your hunter, you have somebody who can run cameras, and then you have somebody who could just focus on working that bird. Yeah, I think it's definitely a lot of people just go out by themselves or just them and another buddy. But I think it kind of makes it more of a challenge when you have more people. And then when you do finally hopefully get a bird, it's like you know we had three four guys out here on the hunt, and we still got this bird to come in with all of us sitting here in the woods. Um, yep. And yeah, just. I think it's going to be awesome just to see all the experiences we can, we can have this year. And, and it's, I know it's going to be a fun year. So um, how many turkeys did you kill last year? I ended up getting four last year. I shot my two birds in Nebraska and I shot two birds here in Iowa and my first two Merriams in Nebraska last year. So that was awesome. Yeah. I so do you, that was a big, big thing I wanted to get was a Merriam. <laughs> yeah. Do you think those are like full blood Merriams or I know it's kind of hard to like judge that, but like, I know they have, a, they had a lot of white on yep. there on their yep. tips and stuff. So like, I know some people are like, Oh, it's not a true Marion. Cause it's not, you know, from out right. West. How do you, Those what do you think about that? I, I mean, I think they were full blown Marion just because literally, I mean, I obviously I was next to the bird, but literally the whole bird from where they're, you know, the white starts on their back going all the way up to tip their tail fan was all white. I mean, there was no mix of, you know, I like kind of that dirty blondish color or any kind of chocolate color. It was just all white. So they, you know, I've seen the birds in that area and those were the only two that I had personally seen other than maybe a hen that had all white on it. Most yeah. of the other birds were, you know, like a dirty blonde or a bronze color on their tail fan. Yep. So I know those, you know, a hybrid or, you know, some Eastern, there's a lot of Easterns out there too, but definitely for sure. Those were definitely Merriam's. They had nice, both had full white fans. So I'm excited to get my mount on them back. <laughs> I did end up getting one of them mounted so i'm excited to get that back yeah I, did you I just do a it. tail mount a tail fan yeah. mount yep tail fan with the beard and and the legs with the spurs on it that'll, that'll look really sweet so we want to thank you for coming on the podcast and kind of sharing your knowledge and giving some tips on getting into turkey hunting we appreciate that i know the the viewers they like they like listening to new voices and kind of hearing different opinions on stuff because you got to get that different perspective and it kind of, it opens up and it sparks those conversations that we may not have had um, where I know we're all super excited to get turkey season here. So if you guys stay tuned on our Instagram and stuff, go follow everybody. Um, you can go and see Maya's for birds from last year. If you check out Turbo's YouTube channel, you can see the hunts from it last year. Um, yep. And I know it's a busy month coming up and next two months we'll be full blown chasing turkeys. So we want to thank you guys for listening to this episode and we want to thank again, thank all our sponsors in the beginning and that's going to do it for us today. Yep. Thanks thank for you, Maya. On, Maya.
Yep. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. Yeah, we'll talk to you later, guys. See ya. See ya.